What's up, guys? You're listening to the Life in Motion audio experience, featuring interviews around travel, action sports, culture, and more. What's up, guys? And welcome to episode 23 of the Life in Motion audio experience. In this episode, I talk with Sarah Knapp, the one behind Outdoor Fest and Mappy Hour, which are basically one and the same. They help bring urban dwelling adventure enthusiasts together, giving them a platform to share their stories, offer advice, all while connecting one another for their next trip. Stoked for y'all to hear what they have going on, and don't forget to hit that share button when you're finished. Cheers. What's going on, everybody? I've got Sarah Knapp here on the line, um, who's kind of involved in a couple of different things. Um, one of them being Mappy Hour, which is essentially um, a group of outdoor enthusiasts that kind of get together to uh, talk about all things adventure. Um, and then the second is Outdoor Fest, which um, kind of encompasses Mappy Hour and also has some big outdoor festivals in New York City. Um, but Sarah, it's really great to have you on here. Um, but let's just go ahead and get into kind of what your, what your story is. Um, you know, where are you from? What are your hobbies? Kind of what, what drives you? Awesome. Thank you so much for having me. Um, my story is that I am from New Jersey and I grew up in the suburbs. And I would say I had a connection with nature, but not with outdoor recreation, as I think, you know, the industry might define it in terms of backpacking or surfing and all of that stuff. It was more like walking around a park or in high school, I ran cross country. So we would be on trails and that was how I got first connected or just realized I really enjoyed being around trees and near dirt and all of that good stuff. So that was, it was kind of a slow entry into the outdoors. And when I was in high school, I also started volunteering to do trail maintenance at a local park and met people who did mountain biking and met people who did hiking more seriously um, and kind of learned that this world even existed. And when I was in college, met people who had been to like summer camps where they had gone rock climbing or whatever that may be and made some friends who helped really like guide me into this world and teach me how to set up a tent and how to pack a backpack and just like cookouts. I mean, there's all these things that going back now, I'm like, oh, I didn't even realize that was a thing you needed to know. <laughs> so yeah, it's been like a gradual um, kind of transition into the outdoor world. That's awesome. And you said it kind of all started by more or less, you know, obviously you said walking through parks and stuff, but cross country and actually I'm guessing that sort of kind of got you in tuned of just the peacefulness of nature. I don't know if that kind of makes sense, but. Yeah, I think it's like a chicken or the egg question of like, was I attracted to cross country versus like, you know, some of the other team sports where you're on like a field, which is also outside, but less in the woods. Um, and did I do it because I, I knew I kind of wanted that experience or did that experience lead me to realizing that like, I really loved being in the woods, but I, I think the impact either way is that, you know, I, I, yeah, I gained a big, a deeper appreciation of just like being outside. That's awesome. And then, and then, so as, as you kind of, um, grew up through college and whatnot, and that's kind of when you started, um, like, like you said, learning how to, how to pitch a tent and, and make a fire and all that, all that kind of stuff. What was that just finding kind of groups of friends and like, what else did you guys, I mean, did, was it just like small, like a weekend trips that you guys started doing that, that kind of really, I guess, catapulted you into that or. 
Yeah. So in college, it was pretty limited. You know, it was a lot of, you know, on-campus activities and studying. It wasn't a huge part <laughs> of my life, but I probably went on a few hikes. I went to the indoor rock climbing gym. So I met people who are climbers and I, you know, I think I went on two or three trips with them and that, you know, you have to camp when you go climbing. So it was kind of like just part of the experience. And so I kind of dabbled here and there. I think I went on one kayaking trip, you know, I just signed up for these, these trips and, and kind of experimented with it. Um, and then I, I actually, I did learn how to ski in, in middle school, I guess it was. And so I, um, I, I knew I really liked it. I was never that good but it was like I want to get good like this is something I want to do um so after college I moved well I guess I should tell the story because it's kind of ridiculous but <laughs> I uh it called was like um you know I really want to ski so like I want to get good at skiing I want to like lean into this kind of thing so why don't I go and I was graduating in December and so it's like why don't I go do a ski season till April and then you know get a real job after that and so I googled best ski resort in America and got Alta in Utah as the answer. Um, so I applied for some jobs there. I got one and I ended up moving there after I graduated from college. And so moving there, um, you know, obviously West Coast versus New Jersey is just like a very different um, a culture shock. Yeah, there's like, exactly culture shock. And you're with, you know, people who move to Alta population like 700 are really hardcore about the outdoors about skiing so I think being there too was like oh we're gonna go on this epic desert trip in May after the season we're gonna do this thing you know and, and so you know just being around people that um a were like aware that you could do these things and like we're planning it and that's when I actually like bought my first tent and you know decided to go to the desert and you know camp out there uh, and that kind of stuff. So long answer to that question, but basically like it was during college and right after college where I met people who did recreate outdoors on a more consistent basis and was kind of inspired by them and uh, wanted to be able to do that for myself. So just started like joining people who are already doing it um, and slowly got the confidence to do it, do it on my own. So you just kind of got sucked in, sounds like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what was your, um, I mean, and you mentioned just, you know, much hiking and, and skiing and uh, rock climbing and that kind of stuff. H has there been like a certain outdoor activity that you kind of, um, I don't know, almost prefer over another kind of, you know, would you rather, you know, hike up a mountain or would you rather, you know, climb up a mountain or, you know, what is that? Yeah, I would say skiing is is my first love okay. and will always be. So, you know, I think if I was going to pick uh, one sport that I'd be able to do for the rest of my life, I'd probably pick being on skis in the mountains. Um, that being said, I think not that skiing is the same in different places, but I think you can see more and experience more by foot or by bike. Okay. So in terms of like traveling, I would say I pr prefer to like be on a bike or, um, or hiking. That's awesome. So, uh, so after, uh, Utah, what, what happened after that? Um, I guess that, that half a year, those couple months that you were there skiing, what, what kind of, uh, you know, 
where I guess where did life take you after that as far as you know in the outdoor world and and whatnot sure yeah so I had um I gone to school in New York City and uh, moved out to Alta right afterwards so there was like this crazy contrast between these two worlds and I loved both and I felt connected to both and also felt like I was missing something with either or, right? So when I was in Alta, I really missed New York. I really missed all the things about being in a huge city that is really um, uh, just important to me. And so I, I wanted to move back and I also wanted to stay connected to this new side of myself that I had discovered through just like being there of like, I really do care about being outdoors and not only that, but I want this to be part of my life. And so when I moved back to New York City, I applied for a job at a local guiding company that really kind of focused on getting New Yorkers out of the city on these day trips and really helping people that I think were similar, not helping, but providing a service, right? I mean, I guess that is helping, but like providing this product that would get would allow um, people like myself who wanted to spend a day outside to do so in you know easy like you hop in the van you, they drive you up and get out go for a hike come back and so that was like when i started realizing that there was this whole outdoor world of new york city which like when i was in college i had no idea like i didn't think i just wasn't aware it wasn't something that was on my radar at all and so through that pro, you know through that world i started just like exploring more and like um, finding out that you can go kayaking on the Hudson River and like trying that. And um, Hurricane Sandy happened during that time. And I started, I helped out at this like cleanup on the Hudson River Park and met the staff there. And they were like amazing and um, did all this really interesting science work with the Harbor Estuary Lab in terms of like oyster restoration, fishing. And so I kind of got connected with them and started going to their events and got a bike around that time and um, started biking everywhere. So really just like was on this exploration of, by myself kind of, um, of like what was available. And that, you know, that's kind of where Outdoor Fest uh, found its place with like, all right, there are all, you know, there are dozens of organizations, whether it's a for-profit guiding company a nonprofit like Hudson River Park, a government organization, an individual leader doing this, this work to connect people to the outdoors. And what does it look like to create a platform, create an event that connects everyone and not only connects the, the like service providers, but amplifies what everyone's doing to get in front of people. Like I had, you know, like me in college that had no idea that you could even think about being outside in New York City and be and kind of change that perspective of like, you know what, yes, you're not moving to New York City to like do outdoor activities, but you can live in New York City and still participate in the outdoors and connect with the outdoors and be part of a community that really values it. And so that was the basic, you know, that was the original premise for Outdoor Fest. And what it is, is it's a 10 day event where I'm basically marketing for all these other organizations that do amazing work year round. And so we'll have a schedule that is, okay, on Monday, you're gonna go on this, um, I'll, you know, 
spoiler, here's some things that are happening this summer. It's not public yet. So you first heard it here. <laughs> you heard um, it <laughs> yeah. So uh, we're doing like, um, there's a, a beach in Brooklyn that has, that's going to have um, like the, the horseshoes are coming out because it's their mating season. So we're going to oh. be doing a walk on the beach after work one night. And so it's not like a hardcore hike up a mountain, but it's like a super cool nature experience in the city you can get to from the subway. So we're working with a, um, a person who leads walks around New York City all year round. And he's going to be leading that on, you know, a Monday during Outdoor Fest after work. And then another thing, you know, we'll have surf lessons on Saturday in Queens because there's actually Rockaway Beach in Queens has um, a, a couple surf breaks. And so beginners can, and I, I keep going back to the transportation because in New York City, it's really important. A lot of people don't have cars. So, you, you know, you can hop on the A train, get off, go to the, the shop and get your wetsuit, walk out to the beach and, you know, be on the sand without having ever, you know, without having a car, without having a wetsuit, without having anything, just like your bathing suit um, and take a surf lesson. So that's another thing that's going to be on the schedule. So all of that comes together to create, you know, we have, we do about 40 events to hopefully create this, this story, this narrative that New York is so much more than um, just concrete and that yeah. there are these different ways that you can connect, whether it's a walk on a beach or, you know, a full on surf session or, you know, anything in between. Well, well that's awesome. And like, and, and kind of to your point there, you know, making people think of New York City differently. I mean, the first thing that obviously comes to, to my mind, and like you said, many others, is okay, you know, big, big tall buildings and and everything else that comes along with it, but, you know, not necessarily uh, surfing or kayaking or, um, you know, checking out hor horseshoes or like whatever. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's it's kind of wild. So if for, for that, those 10 days, is there... Is it a, um, I guess, is it primarily people from within the city that come or are there people that travel outside of the city or outside of the state even um, to, to kind of partake, I guess, in the activities over those 10 days? Yeah, I think the main focus has always been people who live in New York City and okay. creating the space for locals to connect because as, as awesome as the beaches of New York City are, I understand why if you're going to like hop on a plane, that might not be like where you go on your beach vacation. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but if you live in the city and you have an afternoon or a weekend to do something cool, then this is like an amazing opportunity. That's, that's awesome. And so how long has, how, excuse me, how long has the outdoor festival been going on? What, what years would this summer be? Yeah. This is going to be year six, which is okay. insane. <laughs> <laughs> that is that is so crazy um so so and I'm guessing that and, and kind of like you said so you know it was really your experiences um and kind of the passion that you uh got from uh from being outdoors and kind of all your experiences that kind of led to making you want to um to start Outdoor Fest or, or kind of be a part of it or whatnot um and obviously still keep it going so what um what kind of you said a lot of the people that kind of visit are within uh the city limits if you will um what kind of kind of effects do you see it having kind of in in the community you know like you said you're you're basically you know bringing all these people together and kind of making them realize that hey you can do 
all of these different things, even though you're here in the city. Um, are you kind of seeing that that outdoor uh, community kind of strength, strengthen because of that or any anything like that? Yeah. Yeah, so there's kind of two aspects to that. One is like our facilitated community that we are, you know, growing and nurturing, and that's Mappy Hour, which we can speak to a little bit more, I think, um, in a second. But like the, I think the impact in terms of the larger community is in through the individual organization. So, you know, and I will say like this hasn't been something that I've found a good system to measure. <laughs> um, but anecdotally speaking, each of these events are run by a different organization or leader. So the goal, the goal of them participating, the goal of us doing all of this is to get people participating year round or whatever their season is. You know, some of these activities don't happen year round, but like, let's say, you know, one of our partners is the Appalachian Mountain Club and they have a young members group that meets once a month, host events every single weekend. I think membership is like 50 bucks for the year. It's very affordable. And, you know, it's just, it's an awesome organization. And so, you know, the hope is that they host an event during Outdoor Fest, they get in front of the, you know, tens of thousands of people that are looking at our schedule. And then even if they don't go to that event, right? Like even if let's say we only have 40 people show up for their, their event on the schedule, you know, X thousand saw, the organization and then hopefully we'll you know know about it and follow up and join another event that works with their schedule leader so like I said we don't have like a great tracking system but um you know anecdotally speaking all of our partners return every year because they do see increases uh, both like in actual like page traffic bookings for guides members for organizations that work off the membership basis and so on that's cool. And, and like you said, um, or, you know, with those 10 different or the different activities throughout the 10 days, um, you know, somebody can kind of kind of taste what they might think they might be interested in. And like you said, then, you know, maybe go farther with, you know, the Appalachians uh, membership or not, you know, if, if that's what the activity that they found themselves, I kind of guess, drawn to, which is pretty, yeah. pretty cool and unique in itself. Um, also, so I guess now kind of getting into Mappy Hour, kind of, um, I, I know th I know the two tie together, but can you can you kind of tell us how, how they kind of tie together and kind of was, um, and kind of explain which one kind of came first or did one lead to another or kind of how <laughs> yeah. did that work? Yeah. Yeah, it's so funny because Outdoor Fest and Mappy Hour in New York City are the same, but as we expanded, we kind of only expanded Mappy Hour um, to these other cities. So now I you know, people enter into the world <laughs> through Mappy Hour first. So basically okay. the concept was Outdoor Fest was the original idea. And then it was like, well, people want to meet up year round. So let's do a meetup. And that was literally like, that was it for Mappy Hour. Okay, let's meet up once a month and we'll, you know, bring some maps and hang out. And that ended up being incredibly popular. And so people were coming every month in New York City. We were filling all of our venues. And, and you know, I, I think one thing that I haven't really mentioned yet, but I think is really important, in cities, there's like this, it's really hard. We, we specifically cater to adults. And it's really hard as an adult to make friends <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, and to connect with new people. It just is. And, and I think one of the things that I really... Um, want to figure out because I think it's it's still a pro it's always a process is like how do you connect people to each other how do you 
take strangers who are interested in the same thing, passionate about the same stuff, create friendships. And even more that, you know, we use the term adventure buddies, right? But that's like a beyond initial friendship, right? That's like, I trust you enough to go outside with you for a weekend and camp with you or whatever that may be. So how do you actually like facilitate that (laughs) um, in a way that like leads complete strangers in like these huge cities um, to like trusting and uh, connecting with each other? And so that was the, the <laughs> that was the intro to after Matthew Hour started, you know, like the initial idea is like, okay, we'll have like 10 to 15 people standing around a table together. We'll all meet each other. That's like a very intimate community. We're getting 40, 50 people in New York City showing up. It's impossible to have everyone standing around a table together, had to have everyone meeting each other. And so that's really where the, the Mappy Hour speakers started. And so we started bringing in a speaker who would speak to the groups and then splitting people up into smaller groups afterwards to do more like facilitated discussion, connect on their adventures and so on. So it was like one content piece that everyone could engage with um, as, as a group, even if it was you know a speaker speaking to the, the audience, it still was something everyone can share. And then afterwards, people would split into smaller groups instead of trying to get everyone doing like one thing, um, like one facilitated discussion, you know, when the group was that big. So the first couple of map yards didn't have a speaker. And then as it grew, we made the decision that we needed something to like tie it together. And that's where these speakers came in. And it was also this amazing opportunity to highlight the people in the community, like really doing the work, right? Like bringing people out on kayaks, um, you know, we've had so many speakers. I'm like, (laughs) don't have any examples. Uh, Bringing people out on kayaks, doing the work of oyster restoration, um, creating those mountain bike trails, whatever it may be. So that was also like a cool part of like, how do we uh, prolong this objective of Outdoor Fest of like connecting people to these communities um, every month. So every month, a different organization or person is presenting and they can hopefully recruit new members, new clients, whatever they're looking for. Um, through this Mappy Hour uh, program. And so we started that in 2014 in New York City. So technically Mappy Hour started before Outdoor Fest because the first festival didn't launch till that summer. Okay. But it was, it was a program of Outdoor Fest. And I think it was like a year later, someone, we got press, someone wrote about um, Outdoor Fest and mentioned Mappy Hour in it. And um, uh, someone in DC read the article and reached out to me and said, hey, I love this Mappy Hour concept. I think that this would do really well in DC. There are all these awesome organizations, similar problem of like, how do you connect this community to each other? How do you, you know, facilitate relationships, that kind of stuff. And so I was like, okay, <laughs> let's do it in DC. Uh, like, you know, and kind of started making a plan for what it would look like to roll that out. And at that time we were using Eventbrite to manage res- uh, like reservations, like, RSVPs um, and just like giving, I was trying to teach the leaders there just as much as I could about like what I was doing in New York. Here's how you find a venue. Here's how you find a great speaker. Um, Here's how we do name tags. You know, here's where people can provide feedback, that kind of stuff. Um, And we launched DC in 2015. And from there, since then, people from different cities have been reaching out. And so I guess it's like, two years ago, year and a half now, we um, built this platform where each city leader could really like, not control, but like manage 
their community better. They're, you know, everyone could create these profiles. They could RSVP. Uh, the chapter leaders could email them directly through the through the platform, which like we call the Mapier Hub, and that's probably what you know you first got connected um, to uh, at, through the organization. So that was built, and you know it's pretty simple. There's not like a ton of functionality, but it allows people to say who they are, RSVP, and then hopefully afterwards, if you want to connect with someone who you met at a Mapier Hour, reach out to them on the platform because you can see who RSVP. And so, um, yeah, and so that group and that network kind of grew on its own. And at this point, the company technically is called Outdoor Fest, but Mapier really is its own thing. And it is informed by the chapter leaders who all, you know, have a, you know, a say in what's going on, who send me ideas, who weigh in on things. And um, through all the participants as well who are you know able to create these profiles and able to make their voices heard through these different chapters so in new york city it does exist kind of simultaneously but i would say in all of our other chapters it's really mappy our first and outdoor fest is this event that happens in new york city that's awesome. so how many chapters are there now uh, that's a good question. Um, <laughs> so, you know, we have, um, I'll count because we have like one. So Phoenix is launching later this year. So I don't know if we want to count that because I haven't done the event yet. Now is that going to um, be farthest west? Yeah, it is. Awesome. We've done it. Well, so we, we sometimes do pop-ups. So we've done a pop-up in LA, we've done a pop-up in San Diego and San Francisco. So we've done some pop-ups on the West Coast before, but in terms of like an ongoing chapter, Phoenix is the furthest West. That's awesome. Um, yeah, so we got Chicago, Springfield, obviously, Cleveland, Richmond, Detroit, Calgary. So that's our one international chapter. Um, Austin, Denver, New York, and, and DC. And those are like kind of our active chapters. And then like I said, we've done some pop-ups. So like, if you go on our site, you'll see LA, you'll see Philadelphia, and you'll see Durham. And those three places have had, you know, a few pop-ups. They usually do like one a year um, in, in, those, in those cities. That's, that's super cool. And like kind of back to the same thing of, you know, what Outdoor Fest is that are what I said before, how you can kind of taste different things. That's a great thing, um, you know, since I've become involved with uh, the Mappy Hour here in Springfield is kind of, you get to experience, you know, different things, you know, one, you know, one, one month it was about mountain biking and trail maintenance. Another one, it was about, you know, what kind of food can you eat um, or use for, um, you know, medicinal purposes, you know, if you cut yourself or whatnot on the trail. And it's just a, a wide variety of, of people and um, conversations. And, and it's, and it's cool because you get different kind of groups pulled in um, because of the speakers at the same time and then they all get there like hey wait we all have this in common so i'm just <laughs> yeah. kind of feeding off of what you said there from my experience with it it's, it's awesome yeah that that one you guys did with the wild edibles is so cool i want to bring that to every chapter it's like a very unique event that i, I don't think um yeah, I don't think we've done anywhere else. So I wish and, I could have been there. <laughs> it, it was awesome. I, I, I wish she had, would have had like a printout of everything. Yeah. Cause she, I mean, she, um, I can't think of her name who was actually presenting or the speaker was, but I mean, she, she knew everything and it was like so many cool facts it was like, I mean, it was impossible to keep up with them all, but it was, yeah, it was, it was unbelievable. Like what you could do with all this, all this stuff that's just grown to the ground. 
Yeah, it's so cool. <laughs> um, yeah, and I think, you know, kind of to go back to the, like, the goal of all of this is, like, A, that the outdoors exist in all these different ways and in urban environments, which, like, you know, as an urban dweller, you probably get this sometimes, too, of, like, oh, like, you're not really outdoorsy or whatever. I don't know. I go to outdoor retailer every year and there's like a lot of people that are from more rural, I guess, more mountain towny places. And so there's a lot of like, oh, you're from New York City, you can't be outdoorsy kind of <laughs> attitude, which like, you know, whatever. But I think that it's part of, you know, part of this is like changing that narrative around like, no, you can totally be outdoorsy and live in an urban environment, A. And then B, like there are all these cool people doing this amazing work, whether it's like being a foraging expert or like mountain bike trails, whatever that may be. And how do we share their stories? Cause they're there, you know, like we're not really like inventing anything, right. We're just like sharing it in a way um, that is, is meaningful and like allows people to, you know, uh, connect more deeply on it. So those are the things that get me really excited about, about Mappy Hour. Yeah, that's great. So as, so kind of as um, I guess both of the origination or, or the festival, I mean, grows by itself, I'm, I'm sure, but also Mappy Hour, I mean, is, is the main kind of vision of it is just kind of, like you said, just, um, just keep uh, connecting people and kind of facilitating, you know, these interactions that happen, like, like you just said, um, is that kind of the over overseeing goal and vision of it? Or is there something more? Yeah, so there are kind of two priorities that I have when I think about Mappy Hour. One, I'll start with the harder one, <laughs> which I kind of spoke to before. What the, the harder one is how do we create a space, an environment where we, and, and, and the chapter leaders, the people who are, are creating it, facilitate connections between people in a meaningful way, because I think that's something that is lost in like this crazy digital world we live in, and like, in, especially in cities. And so I really like, you know, I'll use community. It's like a big buzzword, but it really is like what drives me um, primarily with, with Mappy Hour. Like, how do we truly create community? And I think that this is a question that is really, really hard to answer. And a lot of, there are a lot of apps out there that are trying to like connect people. And, you know, even if we talk about it within like the outdoor world, like connect people to other climbers or, you know, facilitate um, group planning. And I think I, I'm still, I think that answer is still out there. I don't think there is a company or an app or even a mappy hour that does this perfectly of like, how do you bring strangers together, uh, help them vet each other, help them skill build together, help them build trust, and then actually get them to go outside together. Like, what does that process look like? And how is that inclusive? How is that um, you know, like, uh, fluid, I guess, is, like, kind of the word I'm thinking of, of, like, you know, um, going from point A, being strangers, to, like, point Z, <laughs> going outside and, like, um, having these adventure buddies, and so that's something I think about a lot of, like, what does it look like to actually create a community where people trust each other and um, give back to the community and contribute and all that, um, whether that's like leading their own trip or sharing at a mappy hour, you know, those are kind of the things that I have started thinking about. But um, yeah, I think that that's one thing that is like a big picture question, question or goal of mappy hour is what does it look like to really facilitate a space that 
allows people to connect with each other um, and like our, you know, how we're measuring it is like, and then actually go outside together. Um, so that's point one. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and then, before you go to that, I was like, and that's kind of hard is almost finding the balance because now with the, the way kind of everything is now, you know, you almost need uh, that kind of app or, or website like you guys have to kind of, okay, these people aren't so bad. And then, but actually get them across that threshold where they're actually hanging out and, mm-hmm. and actually in person. So yeah, I can definitely see how that's a challenge, but I, I will say it does seem like you guys are definitely in the, the step in that direction, um, which is, which is awesome. So. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's hard cause not everyone is awesome. Right. So like, what do you do <laughs> about vetting? Seriously. I mean, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, like, how do you, how do you vet people in a way that is respectful and, you know, in a way, you know, how do you actually community is, uh, there, ha- there's a level ex- of exclusivity, not exclusivity, but, um, curation, I guess. And so how do you do that in a way that is, I don't know, like, uh, you know, positive. <laughs> yeah. And that's, that can be hard. And I think, you know, I think that that is where other like, you know, meetup.com, right? Like people ask a lot, like what's the difference between Napier and meetup? And meetup has this really awesome functionality to be able to have anyone lead a trip or lead an outdoor thing. And it really has allowed people to, to share what they're doing and find other people that do it. The reason that I think people come to Mapyar instead of like going to meetups is because there is <laughs> a quality control issue with some of them, you know, like yeah. you don't know what you're getting into, right? And so what is this like middle ground where you could be like, okay, well, we know that the people that are participating have these values, right? Like you can speak in like, what are their core values? Do we all like agree on that, you know? Um, and then how do we, you know, and that goes back to like creating the space. And so I kind of see... Mapyar is like a curated version of Meetup where we have these chapter leaders who are trained and tasked with like creating a space that is positive and, you know, lives up to the, the values of, of Mapyar and hopefully like all our participants agree with them, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I mean, yeah, it's, it's really hard and I don't know, you know, when you're talking about like big goals and visions, how that something like this is ever scalable because it is like so much about the people <laughs> yeah, um, and I think that that's the, the challenge right because like you want you know a tech product is like how many you know countries can we get to this year <laughs> <laughs> meetups like how many meetups can we create but then we're like well we want this to be like really high quality interaction so what does that look like that's yeah that's all how, how many adventure buddies can we get yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> how many people can go hiking together this year? Um, no, I want to. I want to measure it by how many marriages. <laughs> there you <laughs> <How> go. Many... <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Um, okay, so part two. <laughs> part one. <laughs> um, gosh, what was I going to say about part two? Okay, so part one was um, the goal of creating uh, creating connections. Part two is the goal of amplifying local people. Um, because obviously like there are a lot of really great and so I will say also my my background is partially in media I studied journalism college I also run a publication um, on the side (laughs) so uh, I it's something I and I enjoy writing I'm really passionate about writing so it's 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 a world I feel comfortable in like much more than like the tech side of Mapia where I'm like oh how does this work Um, but media and like storytelling is is really 
fun and interesting and powerful for me. And so I think, like I said, there's all these amazing national publications telling stories that are relevant nationally. And I, I think that there is, I think it's already happening on the ground with Mappy Hours locally, but how do we amplify? Like you're saying, um, I, I just looked at, it was Rachel West who spoke at um, the Springfield's uh, Mappy Hour about yeah. and wild edibles and all of that. How do we share what Rachel is doing in the Ozarks with people all over the country in a way that like connects with everyone? Because I think it's like, ultimately, we, like we were talking about before, you know, we all have the same love for the outdoors. And so, how, you know, how do we share her story um, in a way that's like, you know, uh, meaningful? And so that's the other part of like big picture Mappy Hour that is exciting to me. And I, I don't know what that looks like. Like maybe it's a podcast or, you know, um, we've talked about forums before where like an expert like Rachel could come on and answer people's questions. So yeah. we're kind of floating a lot of ideas, but I think it's like that amplification of the local to, you know, a bigger platform. No, that, and that makes total sense. And, and, you know, especially if you have that, that amplification outside of, you know, you know, for example, Rachel here in our community, if you amplify that to Phoenix for say, you know, that might spark some ideas within their community and it, it just kind of, kind of builds and feeds off of each other. I feel like, I guess, in, yeah. in the way I see it. Yeah, exactly. Um, so I guess between the two, do you have any favorite stories or like favorite presenters or anything like specific from, um, from either outdoor fests in like the 10 day festival or anything within your local, um, nappy hour there, um, or versus, you know, any of the other things that you've heard in the chapters outside? Oh my gosh, that. so many stories. Okay. So <laughs> I will say, I think, yeah, right. Here we go. <laughs> Grab a drink. All right. So <laughs> I will say, I think probably one of the most, like, I don't even know what it was, but in 2016, I had never been to, so I was talking about surfing in Queens. I can't go to all the outdoor fest events because there are a lot of them all <laughs> over New York City. So I had never been to our beach day, which is like the day we do like a beach cleanup with surf rider. We do um, surfing lessons. We do yoga on the beach. It's just like a great day at the beach. I had never been <laughs> and I had never been to the beach in Queens. Uh, I just knew about it. And so in 2016, I went for our beach day and I loved it so much that I ended up moving to the beach um, like a month later because my lease had been up and I was like, you know what? It's like awesome. I want to live there. And I want to like really live it. So that was like a, you know, a quick outdoor fest change my life story where I was like, I'm just going to take this experience and run with it um so that was, that was a quick one for you um awesome. <laughs> yeah <laughs> I ended up leaving because it's like the subway system unfortunately not awesome <laughs> sometimes um so it can make it challenging to live there but I did the work. Work. yeah right I mean <laughs> so when I was living there there was only the subway and at, right after I moved they brought back this ferry which I think is kind of like the key to living there so I think it's it's back on the table now <laughs> okay well nice yeah. you never know yeah you never know exactly um so yeah I I love that I think you know with mappy hours I have been to so many I, I'm like trying to think of like one specific one that like really it was a game changer I just like I don't know I like love 
seeing, I, I've become friends with a lot of people um, in the community. And so I think seeing them get up there and speak and share what they're working on and then having this, this group get really excited about them is really like rewarding for me, like emotionally, because it's like, well, I knew they were awesome. And now everyone else knows. <laughs> and that's not a specific example, but it is something that like monthly brings me a lot of joy. Because it's just like, this is great that like they can share this to like a group of people that are as excited about it <laughs> yeah. as they are. Because sometimes it gets pretty nerdy, right? Or like not nerdy or like specific, whatever. It, it depends on the, the topic. But like, you know, people get, people are really passionate, enthusiastic about like water quality or you know, the future of trails and what that like looks like um, in terms of like policy, let's say. And I think it's really cool um, when our community kind of like rises up to support these people who are doing the work. That, that's that's awesome. And, and kind of like you said, you know, I, I don't know, nerdy, but very passionate, like you said, things that people <laughs> yeah. don't think about like water quality and those kind of things. It's, it's um, not, and I'm sure it's interesting for you, like you said, to see them up there and kind of talk about that one thing because you know they might not be so sure that the you know the group and the room is going to be interested but then actually seeing them like get on board with what they're saying and kind of get that understanding is probably like you said very very rewarding so yeah um well I, I guess you know before we kind of wrap wrap things up you know I you know I kind of always want to ask you know what so you know basically if you know someone you know say wants to to bring a community, their community together, like kind of how, you know, how you did in New York and, and how you're kind of helping with all these um, other communities as well, kind of bringing together around that same outdoor passion. Um, what, what advice would you give to them? You know, maybe that is, you know, starting their own chapter of Mappy Hour or something kind of uh, similar and something else, you know, where, where would they start to kind of start facilitating that and, and just bringing the group and finding the group of people to bring together? Yeah. Well, okay, so I'll do a quick Mapyar plug. We are open to Mapyar chapters in any city, anywhere in the world. So wherever you're listening from, if this seems like something that you want to lead and, and build, reach out. And if you're in a city that has a Mapyar, you should go and see if the chapter leaders need your support and help because, um, you know, more is always merrier in these, you know, in these community building worlds. So that's the first thing. Um, the second is like, I think in terms of creating community, the number one thing is like showing up. Um, yeah. I don't think it needs to be, I mean, obviously like not to undervalue the content that is delivered at these map yards. Cause like I said, I think it's really important to elevate people's local stories, but I, I don't think you need that to create community. I think you can literally just say, Hey, we're meeting up and do that and be there for people and be consistent and consistently show up and create a space for people because a lot of times that's what any like people are looking for in the first place of just like hey this is a, a group I can go to that's going to be friendly and um you know want to connect with me and so on so a just show up in terms of like creating an event or a meetup you know it could be really simple at a bar or whatever um but also showing up for other community members so like going to their events and supporting them and what they're doing because you know everyone's trying to <laughs> trying to do cool stuff so I think as much as you can like be there and even volunteer for them or um, see how you can help another organization like I think that that is always a great way to um, connect with other community members and also like figure out what what your space is in that you know because I 
I think, uh, you know, there's already a lot of work being done. So awesome to start your own thing, but figure out like what the need is instead of trying to like duplicate something that already exists that you could just like help out instead, you know, like that would be a more efficient use of your time. And, you know, if your goal is to like be part of something that that would also be a recommendation. So, so yeah, I would say like that all goes under the umbrella of like show up, whether that's like showing up for a community you create or showing up for a community that you, you want to be part of. Yeah, that's awesome. <clears throat> Excuse me. And that's a, that's a good point there. You know, see, see what's already there in your local community rather than trying to recreate the wheel and then, you know, see how you can kind of bring, if you, if you can't find something else that's already happening, you know, find that person that's doing it and see how you can get involved and, and build it that way. I think that's, that's excellent advice. Um, so then finally, where can people find, uh, Mappy Hour and, and Outdoor Fest, I know they're kind of the same, but they have different websites and all that good stuff. So where can, when people can find out um, stuff about that and, and check out um, them both kind of further? Yeah. So I would say if you're in New York City or visiting New York City and wanting to explore the outdoors of our lovely city, go to Outdoor Fest. That's where you're going to find the most like New York City specific information. You know, we have a lot of content, like blog posts on like where to go hiking and biking, and all that stuff if you're visiting and then if you're actually there during Outdoor Fest, which is June 1st or May 31st through June 9th this year. And it launches with a camp out on Staten Island, which is super fun. So if you're around New York City, definitely come to that and say hi to me. <laughs> that would be great. Um, and that's OutdoorFest.com. And on the internet, it's at Outdoor Fest. So on Twitter, on Instagram, um, Facebook, just type in Outdoor Fest and you'll find us. And so, yeah, I would say, you know, definitely check out Outdoor Fest, but caveat, if you do not live in New York City, it might not be like super relevant to you just because it is so focused. Um, in that scenario, go to mappyhour.org and check out um, if we have a chapter in your area. If we don't, you can join Mappy Hour X, which is kind of like our roaming <laughs> Mappy Hourists and where we when we um, announce a new chapter, we'll announce it in there first. So if you're in that city, you'll get, you know, the uh, initial launch announcement. And then, you know, Mappy Hour is also on the social media. Um, our handle on Instagram is Mappy underscore hour because someone else has Mappy Hour, which <laughs> is so upsetting, but there's nothing I can do about it. So Mappy underscore hour on Facebook, it's just Mappy Hour. Those are kind of the places we're most active. Um, and then, you know, we do have, we have this blog um, where we just, maybe like two weeks ago, maybe three weeks ago now, opened up submissions. So if you are in a city and you have some tips or a, an adventure recap or something that you want to share with the larger map here community, you can actually submit it. Um, we'll obviously, like, we'll look it over, edit it for clarity kind of stuff and then publish it. Um, and it gets sent out by email to all of our, our subscribers and, and all of that. So if you do have something that you want to share, uh, we hope you will share it. So that's at mappyr.org slash blog. That's awesome. Well, guys, make sure you go check out um, both their websites and social media and all that fun stuff. And um, definitely, if you're not in the New York area, if you are, check out Outdoor Fest. Um, if not, see see what's um, what Mappy Hour is close to you. But uh, anyways, uh, Sarah, thanks again for coming on and kind of sharing the story of kind of how, how you got involved and so passionate in the outdoors and then how that kind of has evolved uh, into Outdoor Fest and Mappy Hour. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much for having me and giving me space to share my story. You bet.
Hey guys, I really appreciate you listening and would absolutely love if you left a rating on iTunes, Google Play, Anchor, or wherever you're listening to this. Your feedback is our inspiration to continue these stories and grow.